Welcome to This Is Life, and welcome to 2021. God bless every one of you guys. Uh, yes, it is I, Sean Johnson, your host here at This Is Life. This is not, I promise you that this is, uh, don't adjust your dial. <laughs> you selected the right podcast. No one took it over. Uh, it, it is I. I am back. I, I am ashamed to admit that the last podcast, I believe, if I looked at the date correctly, was August of last year, and uh, incredibly overdue, so let's just put all that behind us, and let's just look forward to the new year, and go forth and and, and beyond. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, 2020, is that's probably a good idea. Now, again, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things that came out of 2020 that I think were good, especially a lot of personal things, a lot of people, a lot of people learned about their abilities, things that they didn't even know they could do, that they were able to overcome. I think that we gained a lot of new new appreciation for family and a new appreciation for our friends, a new appreciation for being grateful for having a job. I mean, all the different things that we, you know, at, at one time, you know, didn't think were, they were just part of life. Now, all of a sudden, when they were threatened, uh, all of a sudden it realizes just how blessed we really are and how these things really are uh, something to be cherished and something to be held on to and to be um, grateful for. And uh, one thing I am grateful for is all of you listening to the show this morning or this evening or this afternoon or wherever you are. Uh, right now it's late at night, so I sound probably a little bit of a scratch in the throat. Uh, that's amongst for other reasons, which we're about to get into. Uh, however, um, I just wanted to just extend an appreciation again for all of you for just being so loyal, for listening to the show and, uh, let's just, I'm going to do better this year. I promise. I'm going to really work it out and do better. But meanwhile, just locked and loaded. Don't, don't unsubscribe for me. Keep it subscribed. And that way you get a pleasant surprise in your notifications when you see that little green box pop up saying new episode from this is life. Okay, so where do I begin, right? Um, lots of things to talk about. We're not going to talk about some of the elephants in the room today. There's plenty of them to talk about. There's plenty of people talking about all of the things that are going on in the world and the nation. Uh, there is one particular topic that I've been come pretty close to in the last week that I figured uh, would be a very good topic to discuss because it's personal now to me and I have my own story and this uh, show is after all called This Is Life and it's kind of an invitation to also hear your stories, uh, some, some maybe your inspirational stories that might be help others, maybe about you, yourself, somebody else in your family, somebody you love, somebody you know, maybe you're a nurse or a doctor. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about uh, coronavirus, uh, things that that's something we've been all fighting in some way, shape or form uh, since March. Now, now, not all of us have been fighting it physically, uh, but most of us have been fighting it you know, economically or relationshiply with you know, relationship with friends and with you know, losing loved ones and um all the things that, that it has affected, literally every single aspect of our lives, this pandemic has had us grubby little hands into. And, uh, you know, our world has definitely changed. Some, you know, for the, some would say all bad. I don't necessarily think that. I, I, again, I think that we have a new appreciation for life. At least I hope we do. At least I do. 
and I hope you do too, you know, just kind of a refocus on the things that really are important the things that really do matter in this world. And, um, you know, also helps us to put a lot of things in perspective and to just look at life as it Bible tells us very frankly, that the life on this earth is but a vapor. It's, it's a very temporal experience. And even though we may seem long here on this earth, really, Everyone tells us, especially the older generation, that it, it goes real quickly. You know, they say that to old to, to new parents. Watch before you blink, before you know it, they're heading off to college, you know. I mean, I got a seven-year-old this month, and it seems like just yesterday we were bringing home from the hospital. Like, how, how do we even get to seven? And then I realize seven is half of 14. I'm halfway there to a teenager. And then I think seven is a third of the way to 21. Wait a minute. Now you're getting a little too crazy. You know, or if I can think of, oh, you know what? I'm only six years away from her being a teenager. I mean, these kind of thoughts are just kind of bonkers. Uh, but it's true. Life is happening very quickly. And uh, if we don't just stop and focus and take some real effort in enjoying our surroundings and being thoughtful and mindful of the things that and the people that are surrounding us it's going to be very 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 easy to just get caught up and the bible talks about you're getting caught up in the world and caught up in the cares of this world and that doesn't necessarily mean you're sinning but that does mean that you, you're just so worried and overcome with with emotions and anxiety and fears of of all the things that the world has and is giving and is offering and 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 you just kind of lose sight on God's sovereignty, um, and so God's sovereignty doesn't go away just because we're anxious, Amen. God's sovereignty doesn't go away just because we are feeling like we're undervalued or unappreciated or hurt or in pain or even in pain. God's sovereignty still there reigns supreme no matter what circumstances are going on in our lives. And as long as we've put our trust, our hope, our faith, our strength in him, then that is the only place that we can really stand on solid ground and have a place to be able to say, I am a child of God and I, nothing, nothing can separate me from his love. So Doc, speaking of nothing can separate me from his love, um, I have just been really blessed by the Lord this week because I've had a lot of time, a focus of, 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 of inward thinking, of devotion, of just really prayer and seeking God and just really just, just, just wanting to just experience him because I got diagnosed with a COVID. And for those of you who have not got diagnosed with what I call the vid, if you have not got diagnosed with the vid, uh, you may or may not know what I'm talking about. But for those of us who have, uh, I believe that there's a bit of there's a bit of a moment because you cannot literally go five minutes listening to the radio, having the TV on, um, even podcasts and commercials. I mean, to open up the news, you know, open open up the internet to read the news for the day and. It's everywhere. I mean, literally, coronavirus is just everywhere. COVID, 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 COVID. I get it. You know, we want the public to be alarmed because, you know, not alarmed in a bad way, but definitely aware at the very least because this is killing 4,000 people a day. All right, this ain't no little joke. This ain't no little, you know, thing that is uh, uh, just, just like, like people say, it's just like the flu. No, it's not just like the flu. It, it is truly a 
pandemic. It is truly a pandemic. It is a worldwide global disease that is killing thousands by the day. And just because it, you know, has a, a you know, comparison, I guess, to most diseases, a, or the most, you know, deadly diseases, a lower uh, mortality rate, you know, it's like 0.1% or whatever it is. I'm not a doctor, but you, you guys can read the news if you want to. But just because it's very, very low doesn't mean it's any less serious. I mean, and besides that, I mean, all the possible long-term complications that can happen, uh, the fact that it's very indiscriminate on who it affects, uh, and and that the, the most susceptible are the most precious in our communities, which is our older people, you know, the people who have all the wisdom and, the, and have lived the longest and who really are parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents. You know, precious, precious people whom we don't want to hurt or have any kind of responsible um, to, you know, to, to their demise. And especially as Christians, we ought to be the ones, like I've said before, who are on the front lines of making sure that people are wearing their masks. Because to me, there's no greater way to show your Christian love than to sacrifice a minor inconvenience of self so that somebody else may benefit even just a little bit. Anyway. So yes, I got diagnosed with a vid and, uh, I figured this would be a good time to kind of tell my story and kind of how I'm feeling. And, you know, my story is one of millions. Okay. And that's the crazy thing about this virus is that literally I've not talked to one person and I've talked to quite a few who've had it. Okay, even in my own family, and not one person has an exact same story. It's it's like we're all like snowflakes, you know. Like those snowflakes get a bad bad rap. I get that, but it's like we're all different. It's a really Russian roulette of your symptoms. That's what makes it so scary in some ways to a lot of people, is because you just don't know what you're gonna get. You know, it's not like not a box of chocolates, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I guess it is a box of chocolates in that regard. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. But you just you never know what you're gonna get. And everybody's different. I mean, you can kind of have an understanding of what's possible. Um and you kind of have timeline of, of of between when you exposed how long you should expect to have symptoms, how long those symptoms are to last. If they get worse, it goes down this path. If it gets better, it goes down this path. And generally, if you have no symptoms or your symptoms clear up, within 10 to 14 days, you can go back out into the public and and hopefully you, know, we, uh, you have antibodies now and you won't get it again. At least it's very difficult for you to get it again. So here's what our plans were. We were going to, uh, every year on New Year's Eve, I guess my, my wife and I, we just celebrated our 19th wedding anniversary. Can, I, can you believe it? I can't believe it. Uh, was, it's kind of a marked day uh, for us because my wife and I, we married when we were really young. We are one of the statistics uh, that is just happened to just be blessed. I, I, I blame it on the fact that I chose well. I like to think she chose well, but at the very least, you know, we, 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 uh, you know, just, just clicked. It just was right. I mean, even though we only knew each other for less than a year, we were dated for less than six months. We were engaged for less than two and a half months, and then we got married. 
I mean, no one in the right mind. I, I, there's no way that if my daughter came to me and said, "Hey, I just met this boy, and we're dating." Oh yeah, and about, you know, and about, you know, here about six months later, they comes to me, "Hey, we're, I'm engaged," and then two months later, two months later, we're getting married. I'd just be like, "Okay, time out, slow down. What's going on? Can we, you know, can we please talk about this?" Uh, but neither her parents nor my parents, nobody. They were just like, this is the right one. And they just saw something that not only we did, but we, you know, it just, just a special thing. And so anyway, it's kind of a big day, this, this most recent anniversary, because it was our 19th wedding anniversary, which means that this anniversary, our marriage is now as old as my wife Rachel was when we got married. So she was 19. Now we're both together 19. And so it's kind of a big day. And every other year that we, especially since we've had our daughter, you know, we like to, we're not going to have her forever. A lot of people think it may be kind of weird, but we like to take her on big trips with us. And even on our anniversary, uh, you know, we like to go to take her on trips because usually we go somewhere special. There's always a party, right? New Year's Eve, there's always a party going on somewhere. So, you know, it's not hard to find a place to want to go and have fun and, you know, and other rates for hotels are expensive and flights are usually expensive and it usually takes me about a year to plan and save. But man, once I get there, I mean, it's a, it's ready to go. So this year we talked about possibly going down to Florida. Our, one of our favorite places to stay is the Hard Rock Hotel. We're big Hard Rock fans, right? The Hard Rock Cafe, the Hard Rock Hotels. And they keep shutting down my Hard Rock Hotels that I like to stay at, right? Like, like there was one in Chicago that was amazing. Uh, it, it's, it's, if you ever seen the movie, I don't remember the movie. It's, 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 they, they call it the, the Champagne Bottle Building in Chicago. It's the Carbon and Carbide Building. Look it up on the internet. It's a beautiful Art Deco type style building uh, built in the, oh gosh, early 1920s, 30s. It was around during even the Al Capone times, right? I mean, it, I mean, it's a gorgeous building. And then, anyway, it was a Hard Rock Hotel, and we stayed there for a lot of years in the middle of, you know, about 10, you know, since we're 19 now, probably like in our 8, 9, you know, 7, 8, 9 anniversary. Uh, ten year we went to did renewed our vows in Hawaii and I uh, had a good friend of mine from Bible college who renewed our vows there. That was just our trip alone and we it was around that time that we were starting to try and try and have kids and then it quickly became apparent that that just wasn't on the cards for biologically for us to be able to have children. Uh, and that's a whole nother series of podcasts. So maybe one day I can get Rachel in here and we can talk about that because man, that would be incredible time just to be able to open that up for discussion just to just to for people to can hear that story and hopefully be inspired by it or at least for the feel that they can relate i mean there used to be one out of every 10 couple suffers from infertility and i recently heard is now two of every 10 think about that two of every 10 couple suffers from infertility of some sort <clears throat> anyways so we, yeah, we tried to get Hard Rock. Uh, Las Vegas was one of my most favorite places to stay. Uh, they shut that down. They shut the one in Chicago down. And I'm like, okay, I got to find a new Hard Rock hotel. And the one in Orlando is really nice. But like one night there, because it's on the Universal Studios property, it's like three nights in the other Hard Rock. So I'm like, I can only do that once in the blue moon. And it's usually just one night. And you, you don't stay there more for the room. You stay there because the easy access to Universal Studios. Uh, well, anyway, 
they just opened up a new Hard Rock in Daytona Beach. We like Daytona Beach. Uh, I have lots and lots and lots of points. Uh, we we had to cancel several trips this year for, uh, you know, obvious reasons. So the flight would have been free to Orlando, and we would have been staying on the beach. We would have we really thought about maybe we could social distance as much as possible. But I mean, the more you think about it, the more you talk about it, the more you see in the news, just the more irresponsible it just became apparent that this is not the time to be traveling. It's not the time to be traveling, at least out of state, especially going and putting others at risk, putting ourselves at risk. Um, it just, you know, so I had to cancel. We were really, really, really bummed out. So we decided, well, there's this place in Missouri that I grew up in. I grew up going on vacations, family vacations with it. It's an, it's an, it's a resort, uh, called Tantara. And it is, uh, basically it's, 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 it's this golf resort. It's right on the lake in the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, near Osage beach. It's a really pretty, I think now it's called Margaritaville resort on the lake, which that's the website. Like it's just not Margarita. It's like Margaritaville resort, Lake of the Ozarks, blah, 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 dot com, whatever. Anyway, I'm not trying to give them promotion. I'm just saying, uh, it just it made me laugh that the website's so long when you see it on the poster. Anyway, so they have this estates complex that's next to the resort where people have homes that they either A, live in or they buy and they own and they rent out to people to rent right on the lake. Beautiful. So I was like, I've always thought it'd be really cool to stay in those estates. How much better and safer can you be than just to get in a car? Literally, you don't have to get out of the car. You don't have to stop unless you need to use the restroom. It's within one tank of gas, right? You literally get in the car, you drive there, and you get back into another house. And so um, we invited a, a couple friends of ours, and who, these are our COVID pod, people whom we have been hung out around with since March, my wife and uh, my wife and and then the other wife of this family uh, work closely together. They drive okay, you know, uh, every single day to work together. They do carpooling. Um, good friends, you know me and the, me and the husband. We're good friends. Our kids like each other and play with each other. You know they have a newborn. I uh, know they a little like one year old. You know, so I mean it's it's just a nice family time. Big enough house to even get social distance even amongst each other to a certain degree. I mean just what's 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 wrong with it? Just gonna be a good time. And uh, so we go and have man having great time. I mean, there's a hot tub, there's dry windows overlooking the lakes. I mean, it was the weather couldn't have been better. I mean, it was cold, but it was still nice and no no rain or snow. I mean, no no sorry, excuse me, no snow, no ice. Because y'all, if you're listening to the show, you know I ain't had no problem with rain. I'll I'll take all the rain you can get, but no snow, no ice. I mean, there was snow, but like it was very pretty snow. Like you know, it was melted water away, and it was just a really beautiful aesthetic. But it didn't like ruin your day because then you didn't have to like, you know, shovel the driveway or, you know, slip and fall in it. It just was a nice, pleasing experience and weather-wise. Blah blah blah. Anyway, you don't need to hear about my weather report. So. We go, have a great, we a great weekend. We spend New Year's Eve. We celebrate the 2021, my wife and I's anniversary. Uh, we take turns, you know, cooking dinner. Everything's going swell and well. Uh, we didn't go anywhere. Stayed at the house, bought groceries, and just locked down at our own place. This was the safest place, no big deal. And on our way home, uh, they get a call that someone whom they were with 
earlier in the week. It's against a part of their family, somebody that they would regularly see no matter what, uh, came down with the vid. And that they were exposed to it, and they wanted to make us aware that if they were exposed to it, we were exposed to them who was exposed to the other person. I mean, it's the domino effect, right? And at first, I was pretty upset. Not upset at them. Don't get me wrong. They had nothing to do with it. There's nothing they could have done about it at all. Uh, It's not like they went, we're going to get Sean and Rachel the vid this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they were just as, I I heard that they were just as upset about it and just were just beating themselves up, which I I told them not to. It's not their fault. They didn't intend to to, to bring a plague into the houses. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't mean to, you know, have any of those things. It's just, it's just, it's just the way of the world, right? Right now, things just how they happen. It's inevitable, almost to a certain degree, right? And so they, uh, I was, but I was, here's what I was mad about. I just was mad because I was like, man, I, I just, it's like, we, we try so hard. I do everything I can, and I still, I still get it. You know, it's like, what, a, what do we got to do? But I mean, and then that anger quickly, I mean, almost instantaneously, went into fear. Like, okay, let's think about this realistically. And then I started thinking about all of the the horror stories the of of of, of COVID and coronavirus and seeing all of the pictures on the news and the videos of of, 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 of crowded ICUs and you know, people on the deathbeds and people who look like me, you know, who are in my age group and my weight group and my, you know, who, who and I know there's like, I think like prior, like a week prior to this, there was a, a, a newly elected congressman, right? 41 years old, same age as me, healthy, fit guy who died within like a week and a half of getting COVID. Like, hello, that's not enough to get your attention. And he, he knows it was, it was a healthy guy and they just had no underlying conditions. And I'm like, here I am. I just turned 41. I got high blood pressure and I'm pretty I'm pretty overweight, let's be real. This is this this if I get the covid, I mean, I'm at risk. I mean, let's just be honest, right? I mean, I have some cool comorbidities as they say. And I ain't about to go out like that. You know, I'm like Bruh. So I was I was so again, went went from a quick anger of just how can this happen to Okay, it's happening. Now what? Now we got to deal with it and address it. And that was on Sunday. We were driving home Sunday morning. We heard from them Sunday afternoon. And by, I'll just fast forward to bring out the ugly details. By Monday, I believe they had lost their taste and smell. But they hadn't heard back from them officially from their test yet. But I mean, obviously, that's a pretty tell-all symptom. It's not like you get that from a regular cold, or you know, uh, because you got a rash, or you know, it's like you you get uh, you lose your taste and smell because you get the coronavirus, COVID, right? COVID nineteen. So I was at that point, like it was pretty much certain that we were around people who had it. Uh, they were no longer exposed. They were, um, you know, uh, victims of it. And again, unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst to us. And, and it just, again, it's just the way how it is. It's just, it's just life. And, uh, so Monday night, however, I'm still kind of, we're still kind of wondering and we haven't got any symptoms yet, but by Monday night, I'm starting to feel some symptoms now. Um, Monday, late Monday afternoon, I'm feeling some 
some chills on my body, some what they call rigors, and that was never bad. Like I've had, I've had the 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 swine flu before, H one N one back in the day. That's the only was the really I I don't get sick very often. On truthfully, I mean in the last twenty years, I've probably maybe I can count three times and i can't even remember the third time i'm just saying three because it sounds like a better number than two but i can't really think of many times when i got sick but when i did get sick it was pretty rough and i had the swine flu and i had those when i had the fever where i had the chills where your teeth are chattering i don't know if you've ever had that kind of chills before where your literally your teeth hurt because they're literally like you're literally chattering because your body's trying to warm itself up. And it wasn't that cold, I, but I was definitely chilly. I mean, I had long pants, long shirt, winter jacket, beanie cap on, and a heated blanket, and then I was still cold, right? And then, so that, that's how you know something's amiss, especially if you know me. I'm a shorts and T-shirt and flip-flops all year round kind of guy. Uh, so it's not like... This is this is not common. Like if that if, if I were to be wearing all of that paraphernalia on the regular basis, I'd be like sweating out, you know, like crazy. There's just no way. And the fact that I was still cold was definitely alarming. And so we made the decision that night that I'm going to separate from the rest of the family, just in case I'm starting to experience some symptoms now. And I didn't sleep hardly all the night. I was up and down all all night. And about three in the morning, all of a sudden, my super cold symptoms went to, like a like I mean like a like like a light switch like a, like a, also my body switched gears went from super super cold to super hot, and not like sweaty hot but like just hot, and it was a bit a lot it was a bit weird I gotta tell you, and then I went I was able to manage to kind of get some sleep the rest of the morning. I woke up the next day and I had a bit of a cough, a headache. If I, you know, I mean, I had a headache, you know, if I turned my head too quickly or you had a slight body aches, but the chills were gone. The extreme heat was gone. I felt mostly like myself. And that was Tuesday morning. We went and got our test that afternoon. Okay. That's always a fun thing. Uh, we went and did a, a, a test at a drive through pharmacy, and uh, they basically, you know, hand you a little, which I guess I'd rather do it myself. If I had to do a COVID test, I'd rather, I mean, I've seen some of those people with like those 12-inch, uh, you know, uh, swabs that like is picking their brain out, like no, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, I, mm, no, I, I'm glad I haven't had, had to do one of those yet. But with these, you basically, it's a little cotton swab. You stick it up in your nose. You swirl it around. Hold it for a couple seconds. Do the same thing on the other side. Stick it in the little in, in, in the liquid-filled tube, and you seal it up. Clean, you know, uh, sanitize the the drop box and stick it in, and you're good to go. And then in a couple of days, you get to hear if you won the COVID or not. And so I, um, we did that. My wife and I both went to the pharmacy. We got tested. Uh, I mean, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion at that point, but it's just one of the things you just got to know for sure. It is I do anyway. And um, fast forward to Wednesday morning, uh, I'm feeling super duper. Now, I will tell you what I had done to kind of, and, and I believe this really helped me a lot. Now, I don't have any proof other than just the way I, I feel, okay? Um, I took a lot of vitamins. I've been on a super immune booster 
uh, supplement for about two months now. I uh, had extra vitamin D, extra zinc, extra vitamin C. Uh, this kind of in prep work if I ever do get the vid. Uh, and then also my sister recommended, because all my family's kind of already been through this, they recommended getting this elderberry tabs that kind of look like Alka-Seltzer. You put them in some water, and it's this vitamin supplement that, you know, worth elderberry. And so I've been taking about, about three, four times a day. You know, so just kind of amongst that, the biggest a couple of the big things I think that helped me uh, was I never slept on my back. And if I did sleep, I was either um, upright, like in a reclining position and recliner, or I was on my stomach. And I think either one of those two things really, really helped. I also kept my activity up. Even when I was my, my most miserable Monday night, I, I still was trying to do some honeydews and things like that around the house just to keep my just to keep my my, my lungs moving and my you know, huffing puffing. And just because I was not about to let fear set in. Because that's when it was starting to happen. I was like, I got to tell you, when I first started getting the symptoms on Monday night, um, my brain started to just naturally, almost without even... Um, I, honestly, without even coaxing it, it just went into this dark place of, uh, this is it. I, I have reached the end of my life. I, you know, that's why I was really thinking these crazy thoughts because it's just so real. I mean, a lot of people, this is their end of life. Uh, I mean, how many people who get this disease and within a week later, they're gone. And, and it's not just the older or the sicker. I think people, I mean, there's a lot of stories where there's athletes and people, you know, who are in the 30s um, who have no underlying conditions. It still just, it still, you know, it still takes them away. And uh, I was really concerned because I, you know, again, I'm not, I mean, I'm healthy as far as healthy goes. I don't, I'm overweight, but I'm not like, I don't have cancer. I don't have diabetes, you know, I don't have any kind of any, um, any ailment, any, any chronic disease. Uh, you know, I, I have, I have, I have, I take medicine for high blood pressure and I'm overweight. Those are my two big problems. And those are big problems when it comes to COVID anyway. So because of that, I was just le really letting my mind just go, just being like, okay, th this is, this, this could, this could very well end badly. And I started thinking about my daughter and my wife, and I, mean, I almost started writing. I mean, literally, I was literally thinking about writing notes of to my daughter, went for her to open up on her graduation and her wedding day, and all these. I mean, all these things, you know. And I guess maybe we should do those things anyway, because we never know, you know, honestly, when the Lord's going to call us home. But these are the thoughts I was thinking about. I was like, you know what? I preach all the time that no matter what happens, God is still God. That he is still sovereign and that he is still my God and that absolutely nothing, I am fully persuaded that nothing can take away his love from me. And I preach this. You've even heard me say it on this show. You've heard me do an entire podcast on fear and how God created fear and how we are to control it and not it to control us. God created fear is a good thing, guys. Fear is not a bad thing. A lot of Christians think fear is a, a bad word, but it's not. There is okay. It's okay to have reasonable fear for reasonable things to be fearful about. You know, if I go to the edge of a cliff and it's 3,000, 4,000 feet down, you better bet that I'm fearful of falling over, which means I'm not going to get too close. Or if I find myself in, in the middle of the desert hiking or whatever, and I just come across a, a den of snakes, I'm not going to be like, 
Well, God didn't give me power of fear and love. I'm going to walk right over that den of snakes. No, I, God did give me that power, that that, that uh, understanding of fear for my ability to make a decision to go around the den of snakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if fear is not a bad word as long as you don't let it control you. Now, if you let it control you, let it consume you, you let it overtake your mind, then we got a problem. But if your mind overtakes it, and you capture every vain imagination that tries to exalt itself, and you cast away the bad ones, then all of a sudden you become in control, and your fear literally has to bow before you. And that's what I was going to have to choose to do. If I was going to get through this week, and and, and just, because I knew that, that by day five and six, I, that's probably my most likely reality. They say that your symptoms will start, but around day five or six of symptoms is when you are at your highest and your worst and you're basically at the why. You're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. And you either stay home and isolate or you go to the hospital. And I wasn't about ready to be thinking about going to the hospital. So I was going to do whatever I could you know, to keep my body as, as active and healthy and possible. So I just made a determination and, and I'm still doing it to this to right now where I'm going to eat good foods. I'm not going to eat crap. I'm going to, you know, exercise to a certain degree. I can, I'm going to still rest when I can. Um, I'm going to keep taking my vitamins, you know, say my prayers. I'm like, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, just really do my very best to, to take care of my body, take care of myself because I have a wife and a daughter and friends and family who love me and who want me around more than they need me. They want me. So I'm going to do whatever I can to, to just to, to, to make, to, to do it. And if, if, if COVID is the, is the reason why Sean's supposed to check out, then at least Sean's going to, everyone's going to know Sean went out swinging, but praise God. Let me tell you something. I woke up yesterday. I woke up this morning and I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. And I believe, and I guys, let me tell you something. It's not even a name or claim of thing. Like, I feel great. Like, I'm truly telling you I feel great. Now, again, I probably sound a little yucky right now. That's probably because I've been taking a walk in the winter rain the last two mornings. Probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, but I just, I, I've just i just been trying to get that nice, cool, brisk air in my lungs, you know. And it was, the walks were nice. Um, but I think it's caused me to have a little bit of a of a, of a, of a snuffles. And that's probably a little bit of the, of the vid, too. Who knows? Uh, but as far as symptoms go, I would much rather take the sniffles and a little bit of congestion than an intubated, you know, state at the hospital. And honestly, I, my breathing is fantastic. Uh, my oxygen saturation is really good. And I'm not saying real quick. I'm not saying all of this to brag because let me tell you something, guys. Number one, number one, number one, number one. I am very grateful. I am very, very, very grateful that this is my experience because there is countless people, not even including the thousands that die every day, but there's countless people whom this is not their experience. That their experience is, is, is heartbreaking and hard and difficult. And even my friends who ha, ha, who, who, who um, you know, who we were visiting over the weekend, I mean, they had a really rough time with this. I mean, chest pains and back pains and heart, a little trouble breathing. Uh, they're both doing much, much better now. Praise God, uh, which I'm so happy to hear, you know, but it's not peaches and cream for everybody. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I think it's, 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 it happened this way for me. I think again, part of it is because I've really 
try to just do everything actively possible to not give coronavirus a chance to settle in in my body. Um, I think a lot of it's the hand and the providence of God. I will, I'll go ahead and give that definitely have some. Uh, it could also just because I have an immune system that just happens to just, uh, just to fight, just fight infections very easily. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but since we are infertile, one of the main reasons why, a little inside baseball, not trying to get too personal here, but just to kind of see where I'm coming from, uh, one of the reasons why we aren't able to have children is because my body, uh, growing up talk, okay, my body, when it produces sperm, my, my, uh, it sees it as a foreign entity, as a, as a not, because you're not, sperm's not supposed to be inside your body, right? It's supposed to be out doing its business, okay? And my body sees it as a foreign entity and is literally killing the sperm before it even leaves. And so that's just my immune system is doing that. And so I'd like to think that if there's a, if, if there's a shiny, if, if there's a, a silver lining to my body, my immune system killing the sperm, it would be that it's killing the vid. That's just how I'm going to look at it anyway. People may think that's funny. It's probably not even scientific, but I don't care. It makes me smile. And that's what I just thought. That's the story. And I'm sticking to it. The, what I want to do to you guys today is, is to just is to, is to just just to helpfully just put a little bit of an encouragement in your ear that if God forbid you do have the COVID right, it does come upon you. Don't let it consume you. Okay, don't let it be one of those things where you're just let the fear take over. No, I mean, learn your body, call your doctor, you know, uh, uh, reach out to people whom you may, you know, who your, your, your family members or friends who may have had it before. Email me. This is lifepod at gmail.com. Okay. If you have no one else to talk to, I don't care. Email me, but just reach out to somebody just to give you some encouragement to keep pressing on, to not let that fear overtake you. Cause I think honestly, aside from the virus, the worst thing that can happen to you is the fear, fear of it. And just letting it just being overwhelming to where you can't even, you know, uh, function as a human anymore. You know, we just want to just lay down and cry and die or no, that's just, we can't do that. You know, God has not given us that, uh, luxury, man. Like we got to fight and as much as possible. And then again, some people can't fight literally physically or none able to, but their brain is still sharp. They can work it out. I whatever. Just, just what I'm saying is, is to what you're able to. Man, think upon the good things of the Lord and really focus on doing and hearing and listening to those things. I want to end with a funny story. Um, so this, uh, uh, I was, uh, I, again, I tested positive overnight, and I'm sure it's the same wherever you are. Whenever you test positive, your name gets sent to your local county's health department, Okay. That's just that's why you see those tickers on TV. You know how you can tell how many um, people in your county have it, how many versus how many deaths, how many have recovered. Hopefully, all these different things. And I was suddenly realized, wow, I'm going to become one of those numbers now. You know, well, yeah, congratulations to me. Um, I'm one of the many, but um, I knew that I would be getting a call from the health department because my dad and my mom both did, and they live in Texas. And if Texas is at least, if, even if Texas is giving calls out, Kansas definitely will be. And all of a sudden, sure enough, this afternoon, almost like clockwork, 
I mean, I just saw the number. It was from the Linden, which is our county seat and the county that I live in. And no one calls me from Linden, but I knew the health department was in Linden. So I answered the phone knowing exactly who it was. And sure enough, hello, this this message is, this is for uh, Sean Johnson. Are you him? I'm like, yes, ma'am. And she goes, this is Becky with the uh, Osage County Health Department. I'm like, Becky, I've been waiting for your phone call. And she goes, oh, you have? I'm like, yeah, let me guess. I received some pretty interesting information last night, and I bet you that's what you want to talk about. And she kind of sniggers. She goes, well, you would be correct. Absolutely. First off, how are you feeling? And so I said, well, let's talk about it. And I gave her the full story that I just gave all you guys. Uh, maybe not with all the 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 details but i basically told her you know basically a timeline because i had a question too but my, my one of my main questions i was gonna i asked her is i said okay so i had symptoms on monday night my symptoms really lasted about 48 hours okay give or take about 48 hours uh you know the worst the first 12 hours were by far the worst and when i say worst that's in quotations because again i i've been sicker before and i know and most people are more sick than that I just happen to be one of the blessed ones, I guess. I don't know. Again, and I feel terrible about that. Like, man, there's people who out there who are just, it's its ruining their lives. And, you know, why was I one of the ones to, uh, you know, so far it not affect me in a, in a really powerfully negative way? But again, at the same time, I'll, I'll take my blessings. I'll take it for what it is, God. You know, whatever, that, that's how it's supposed to be, I guess. But anyway, so I said, what does that mean? Because I had my symptoms early, you know, this week, are they going to like, am I, am I, do I need to wait for another shoe to drop? Like, is there going to be a time where this coming this weekend? Well, all of a sudden I'm going to get hit with a bunch of other symptoms. She goes, no, most likely. No, uh, it's, it's pretty rare for symptoms to come back. And generally you are safe to be out in the public within 10 days of your, um, uh, 10 days of your uh, symptoms first coming in. And so I was like, okay. So I think it's like end of next week. And I'll probably still be, you know, in quarantine the next week anyway, just uh, because my wife has tested negative. And I'm sorry. Yeah, my wife tested negative. And I'm actually not currently with her right now. I'm currently sitting in the office. I'm having to basically live in my office uh, until uh it's, it's not a long story but basically until she either tests positive or until she's free to go back to work which is like almost i think they like said 14 days after her last exposure so from the last time i saw her to fast forward two weeks she can go back to work or if she ends up getting it then i'll go home and the countdown starts then so anyway back to becky so uh, you know becky said no it's you know it's it's again it's it's not it's rare that, that those symptoms would resurface. The only, and the only symptoms that have resurfaced, if they didn't resurface, they just surfaced, was the sniffles you're hearing in my, my throat. Again, of course, it is midnight here. My voice always gets lower or late at night anyway, so this is where you get the sound of my midnight voice. I always, I always feel like I should be one of those. And now... You know, like the the soul, you know, like the the the, uh, the 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 baritone, you know, radio guys, you know. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now sit back and relax as we stroll the night. Okay, okay, I'm I'm not a DJ, so I won't even play anymore. Um, 
my gosh, I'm getting distracted. I get to, maybe that's why, because it's late at nighttime. Anyway, so uh, she said that, and then she goes, she goes, now, do you need a, um, do you need a work release to be able to go back to work? A letter of saying when you can go back. I said, man, she goes, she goes, man, that's what you do for a living. I said, well, actually, I'm a pastor, but I'm also a, um, I'm, I'm also a, 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 a manager, a ministry manager, uh, operations manager at a ministry. And she goes, Oh, you're a pastor. That explains why you're such a pleasant a pleasure to talk to. Now, guys, that's a huge compliment. Let me tell you, you know, especially somebody who's in that kind of job who that's their job. Can you imagine if that was your job is your job to call and talk to people who just got diagnosed with the COVID. I mean, what a job that would be. And that's why I mean, and that's why I wasn't about to give her grief, man. Because I mean, that's a tough job. I'm gonna try and put a smile. I'm gonna do every single thing I can to put a smile on Becky's face, you know, when she calls me. So that's why I started from the very, very beginning. I've been looking forward to your call, Becky, just because I wanted her to have at least a bit of a shiny day. Because I knew that's a tough job. Anyway, and she goes, I could tell you, you know, that that's your pastor. That makes so much sense now. Why well, it's a pleasure to talk to. You. And I go, not everybody's a pleasure. She goes, Oh no, a lot of most people are nice, but you definitely have your fair share of people, you know, who are just very upset or very mad or very grumpy. And she goes, and I understand. I mean, that COVID is a very scary word to a lot of people. And, you know, sometimes we just can't help ourselves. And and I, and, and I told her, I said, you know what? I, I agree with you. You know, where the, 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 if you look at the news, because, oh, don't get me started on the news. I'm like, I know. Of course, this is after all the things that happened at the Capitol building yesterday. I mean, news, the news is a bad word right now because there's so much going on. That's crazy. Anyway, not just the COVID, as if that was enough, right? I mean, how many people are, we're like, we're all like, can we please stop living through once in a lifetime of historical events for just a little bit, right? Anyway, so I said, you know what, Becky? I said, and I, and I felt like it was kind of open an opportunity, kind of like I told you guys earlier. I said, you know what? I, I thought at first that I, I was going to be very, very afraid and be very upset and be very just put out the fact that I have the COVID. But I just chose early on that that was not going to be my reality. That my reality, no matter what happens, no matter what real, no matter what I've, I'm about to face, um, that God is still in control and that he is going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of my loved ones. And I'm going to do everything I can to do my part, to take care of myself, to take care of my family, to take care of my loved ones and friends. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do every single thing that he asked me to do. And then some, and I'm not going to let fear win. And she goes, you know what? I think that's the right way to be. And, uh, and so I, I was glad to put a smile on Becky's face and I hope that I've encouraged you, um, just to, just to don't be, don't, don't be consumed by this, uh, be aware of it. I, I think that it's okay to definitely wear the masks. I think that's important because they're mindful of other people and that's what we ought to be. We ought to be first and foremost mindful of other people way more so than ourselves because God's the one who's taking care of us. We're supposed to take care of everybody else. And so speaking of taking care of yourselves, guys, just, you know, 
be healthy, try and keep that social distance going, and delay the inevitable as long as possible. Um, but when you, but if, but if you do get it, you know, don't fret, don't fear. God is still in control, and just choose. Take a take a moment and just choose to make Corona mind you, and you don't mind it. You know, just just choose that you're going to make sure that you're going to give yourself and your body the most best fighting chance to get over as possible. And I truly believe that you will. All right, guys, until next time, I love every one of you. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to go to this is pod, this is live pod at gmail.com to email me. Uh, our Twitter feed's still up. If you want to retweet maybe the show, this is live pod. Go on iTunes and review the show. That'd be really, really appreciative. I'd love that. Um, but we're back in the saddle, and uh, let's roll. Let's make 2021 the best year yet. God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo. Mm-hmm.